0: The Cult of Domesticity podcast, a podcast about history, true crime, and whatever life brings us. I'm Courtney, and every week I am joined by another fascinating person. Let's see what we're going to talk about this week. Welcome back, devotees. Guess who's back? Back again.
1: <laughs> I was going to do it again, Lizzie and then smack. I was like, wait, I did this last time.
0: <laughs> <Tell her. laughs> it's just not your intro. <laughs> It's just it's just the Lindsay intro is this ridiculous song.
1: Eminem, me and Eminem, you know, just hanging out on the same little song. You know,
0: so you're going first this week.
1: I am, and I do not have I'm unfortunately the theme isn't quite there, but we will be talking about John Wilkes Booth and his run from Ford's Theater in uh it was eighteen sixty five. Just checking my notes.
0: <laughs> you know those notes. So no cannibalism. You've you've deprived people of your your. Theme. You know, I
1: I was thinking about this and I was like, well, I could say something like, you know, it's like the country was cannibalizing itself, but not really, you know, not really. Also, the war was over technically, yeah. So,
0: so we had already cannibalized ourselves.
1: <laughs> we had already cannibalized. America had. Yes. So
0: we were not there. I, I did the primal thing I marked on students' papers. They would talk about historic events, and they're like, we? And I was like, we did this. Like, talking about America, I was who's like, we? but who's we? And were you there? <laughs> I don't think you we were, like, especially when I was doing, like, medieval classes, they would do that, and I was like, but were you there? <laughs> were you hanging out with Avalar and Eloise?" Because I don't think you were. Or, like, Caesar? No? Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's not talk about this. Really modern events were really hard. They were like, we fought the Germans you fought the Germans. Man, you look good for b- <laughs> being born enough to fight in 1945. Gosh. Yeah. You look great. But we're going to talk about the end of another war, the Civil War. The Civil the War. Civil
1: war. Uh, so, yeah, I figured I would go through, like, his run, and then we could talk a little bit about um, some of the conspiracies around it. Um, so, war, the war ended April 9th. 1865 that was when the south surrendered fun fact april 10th a guy named thomas harney was uh, caught because he was supposed to bomb the white house and he was caught the very next day so that didn't happen uh- that's good
0: we had already rebuilt it once let's not do it again
1: <laughs> yeah so there were these like underlying plots and schemes that the confederate just like for later when we talk about it that the confederacy were were sending up to um washington dc so and john wilkes booth going a little bit out of order was a confederate secret agent he was a spy yeah. i didn't know that i was like oh <laughs> yeah. that's cool i mean yeah, not, for cool.
0: A non- <laughs> not cool not cool it's still cool. Like, it's cool in a bad... Se- it's, like, cool that he was a spy. But, yeah, he was on the wrong side of history. For our non-U.S. listeners, this is the American Civil War. So, North and South. secessionist movement because Abraham Lincoln was elected as a Republican. And the South, specifically South Carolina, if I'm remembering correct- correctly. It's been a while since I took an American history class. Was afraid that he was going to take away their slaves. Mm-hmm. And thus started the war basically the south formed its own country Uh and uh there was the march to the sea there's a lot of burning happening and yeah the north the union ultimately wins against confederates the south right
1: and so during the war it was president um abraham lincoln and in the south it was jefferson davis so if i say jefferson davis uh he would have been who the Confederacy wanted as president.
0: And it's, I love the fact it's so awkward because all the generals and like the officers all went to the same schools. So they all trained together and like all knew each other. Yeah.
1: yeah. And even after the war, a lot of the names that were from the South uh, get, you know, they, they per- perform. They were in the uh, government after the war ended. Um,
0: Yeah, there was a, if I remember correctly, there was a certain period of time, if you had fought in the war from the South, there was a certain period of time until you could go back into the government. So they wanted like that period of time. So there wasn't an immediate continuation of fighting just in politics or uh, my favorite event in the Senate was the caning. I can't remember. I think it was Sumner.
1: Yeah, the guy, I remember this from history Mm -hmm. class, he was like beat in the senate like in front yes. of everybody
0: yes the caning of charles sumner it was uh, the brooks sumner affair in 1856 and representative preston brooks a democrat from south carolina attacked charles sumner a republican from massachusetts because he had basically like insulted slaveholders and i think specifically like someone brooks knew so he uh, almost i mean the guy barely was alive and the crazy thing is brooks didn't get out of the senate he was still allowed to continue (laughs) even though he almost murdered a man like in front of everybody yeah and people from the south kept sending him silver tipped canes after that wow but Sumner stayed in stayed in the senate afterwards too like even though he was like barely alive and he always got uh, re-elected. He was, he was crippled for the rest of his life. It was, like, really bad. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. So that's our government for the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the context of John around John Wilkes-Bib. It was very... Everything was very spicy and very contentious and very hot. You know, if you think it's bad now.
1: Also, for people who might not know either is like now Abraham Lincoln is considered one of our best presidents ever. But at the time, he was quite a controversial figure. And a lot of people say that the only reason he was reelected. So he was murdered in um, 1865. But a lot of people said that the only reason he was reelected the year prior was because of Andrew Johnson who was a southern sympathizer basically so his vice his running mate was someone who had strong southern ties uh, so that'll come up later again
0: yeah and i've also heard arguments for the fact that he's so well remembered is he didn't have to deal with reconstruction yeah because of his assassination cuz his uh his vice president actually Got impeached? Yes. Or was it put up on
1: trial? It was like he... I've read that he was impeached, but he still served. What's interesting, he didn't have a um, vice president, Andrew Johnson. Anyway. They might have... Yeah. Yeah. uh, Okay. So... (coughs) Right. We ended up at uh, April 10th. So the bomber was (laughs) caught April 11th. Lincoln delivers a speech in Washington, D.C. And John Wilkes Booth is there and swears that it'll be the last speech he gives. So... April 14th, 1865, Lincoln goes to Ford's Theater, and this is announced, um, for, in like the paper or something. So John Wilkes Booth doesn't know that he's gonna be at the theater until like 11 a.m. that morning. And so he has only like eight hours to plan this massive assassination. Conspiracy. That said, he's got all the groundwork needed because he was a Southern spy, and because he was part of a crew, a part of a team of people who were supposed to kidnap Lincoln, like a few weeks prior. So he had a like a bunch of people like on hand to help him execute the plan. (laughs) Poor choice of words. (laughs) Uh, So he finds out like around 11 a.m. that like the president is going to be at Ford's theater that night. So he makes all these plans. He meets with these people. These people being Lewis Powell, George Atzerodt and John Surratt. So he's...
0: Some strong, some really strong names are going around.
1: Yeah. You know, Lewis Powell. Lewis Powell is supposed to be like a hottie, kind of. I mean, he... <laughs> For like old dead white people. Um, <laughs> only pictures I've seen are them in prison. Uh, but he was played by um, in the movie... The conspirator, I think, is what it's called on Mary Surratt's travel uh trial. He was played by the guy who plays Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. Oh, really. Yeah. He has like no lines, but I was like, oh, hey, it's Daryl. Um, but that's kind of he's supposed to be kind of hot. So Lewis Powell and David Harold, who is a name that'll come up a lot later as we get deeper into this, they're sent and they're supposed to kill the secretary of state, William Seward, who is already like ill and in bed and like not doing <laughs> well in the first place. And then George Atzerat was supposed to kill Andrew Johnson, who was um, like we mentioned, the vice president so lewis powell goes in to Seward's room and um he, he his, his house and he's got this package this medicine package
0: oh powell powell's the guy that you always see the pictures of like his picture goes around a lot
1: yeah that picture yeah
0: <laughs> that's great for an audio medium that picture. <laughs> it's i he mean he has pretty
1: eyes i think I, he's yeah. still alive in the picture um
0: yeah i'm assuming i'm hoping yeah because i mean the victorians love to take pictures dead of dead people uh, yeah dead people yeah it's the if you when I post it, you're going to know the picture because it's like a guy in a lo- like a long sleeve t-shirt, his hands are cuffed and he's leaning back. He kind of looks like uh the actor who played the trident guy from Hunger Games. <laughs> is this is a- <laughs> Sam Clafkin. He looks like Sam Claflin.
1: Oh. I have no idea who that is. Lewis Powell goes in. He's got this medicine package. And the people are like, wait, he wasn't supposed to get medicine. Just give it to me. Give me the medicine and I'll take it to him and it'll be fine. He's like, no, no, no. And everybody thinks this is very suspicious because it is. And he ends up stabbing a ton of people but killing no one. Um, Meanwhile,
0: (sighs) David. (laughs) Sorry, this reminds me of. Um. Of, like Lancelot from Monty Python and the Holy Grail when he goes into the wedding and he's supposed to like, he's going to rescue the lady, the princess in the tower and he just comes in and he just stabs a butt, like kills a bunch of people
1: yeah, he's like, Th- this guy he's like just whoosh whoosh, whoosh, slicing people around you know, like just mm-hmm. blood everywhere but no one dies <laughs> uh, luckily for those people, I mean at that time they did not die that night, they're dead now <laughs> We're dead now. <laughs> but uh, interestingly, two things about Andrew Johnson on this day. So, George Atzerodt was supposed to kill Andrew Johnson, but he decided to go to where Andrew Johnson was staying and just get drunk instead. And so, he didn't kill Andrew Johnson because he was wasted. Second thing that we'll talk about later probably, is um, John Wilkes Booth, even though he only had like eight hours to plan this massive assassination conspiracy thing, he stopped at where Andrew Johnson was staying and left him a note that said, don't wish to disturb you. Are you home? And then signed it. J. Wilkes Booth.
0: That's really confident. Like that's some swagger going up and be like, hey, boo, you home? Yeah. Because I'm going to be murdering you later. He, he
1: definitely, I mean, Booth had a lot of confidence. I mean, Booth Cajones. Booth was kind of, and here, this is relevant too. Booth was kind of like, you know how I was trying to think of like who might be like a modern um, Booth. And I was thinking maybe like Chris Pratt. Because he was super handsome. He was super charismatic. He he was a terrible Pers- like, person with very problematic political views. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah, so that's who this is, is, is Chris Pratt of, like...
0: Or we could say, like, a young Mel
1: Gibson. Yeah, a young Mel... That would also... Yeah. Yeah. Like, people really liked him as an actor. He he was very recognizable, which is another thing um, that'll come up.
0: Or... Oh, I got another one. Uh, uh Tim Allen. Oh, really? Oh... Yeah, Tim Allen is a problematic fave.
1: Oh, I didn't know that about Tim Allen. But also, I didn't think he was that good looking. Was he when he was younger?
0: I think some people did. He was like kind of like that every man good looking. Mm,
1: okay. Um, <clears throat> so let's see here. So Friday, April 14th, day one. So
0: <laughs> I love it. Day one. We got this time. We got a, we got a
1: timeline. Um, He kills... Everybody knows, okay, like Abraham Lincoln was shot. Um he died. Um <laughs> <laughs> He the shot is fired somewhere around ten fifteen that night, right? And then um Booth jumps from the balcony to the stage, yells something along the lines of Six Semper Tyrannis, which is like thus always to tyrants. But sometimes is not mentioned. It is also Virginia's state motto, so...
0: I thought, he, I thought he yelled death to tyrants in Latin. Yeah. Or something from, like, Shakespeare, or like what Brutus says, I think? Oh, is it? Also. In Julius Caesar? I feel like that's what it was. I thought he quoted Julius Caesar.
1: It was definitely Latin. It was six semper tyrannis, thus always to tyrants. And then sometimes people will say he also said the South is avenged. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But in that, in jumping from the balcony to the stage, it was like a 12 foot drop and um, his foot got caught in like the flag or whatever that was hanging off of the balcony and uh-huh. caused him to land oddly. And this will basically, I mean, among other things, <laughs> be very problematic for his escape. Not like I want him to escape, but I mean, it's going to hinder him. Um. So 1030-ish, he rides past the Capitol to toward Navy Yard Bridge which is today called the 11th Street Bridge and he's allowed to pass even though there was a curfew one of the books that I read like said that there was a curfew and like no one is supposed to be crossing the bridge at that time but somehow he and David Harold, who was a co-conspirator were allowed to pass.
0: Do you think they bribed
1: the people to let them pass? It could be that they bribed them it could also be like one of the books that I read said something like he might have been recognized like the guard might have recognized him and he would be like oh I'm just trying to get by. You know, you know me, JW. I just finished a
0: show. I gotta, I gotta get, I didn't realize I couldn't go down the bridge. Do you think you let me do this just once? Yeah. You know, smooth. Yeah. And he was a very Mel Gibson. He like, was a
1: very smooth, <laughs> smooth talker. Um, and, and very confident. I mean, he was a stage actor, so he could do that kind of impression improvisational work like on the fly so in addition to being allowed past like the guy didn't recognize that he because he was also riding a horse um was uh had his like leg messed up because later that'll be used to identify him like oh the guy with a broken leg is john wilkes booth yeah
0: did he like shatter his leg or did he just have like a compound fracture on his ankle or
1: something? I think it was like some kind of fracture, though later on it seems like it's developing into something else. He is on the run and he's like trying to row a boat and run away from all of the army, but somehow (laughs) it seems like it's getting worse, this fracture over time. Well,
0: if you you don't treat it, I know there is fear if you break a bone that you can get like bone marrow into your blood and that's like you can get, it can really mess you up. Like you can get really badly Uh, like ill from like breaking a bone and not treating it oh my gosh
1: so then that's probably like what was happening because over the <laughs> next couple weeks, his leg is, like, getting worse and worse and worse. So April 15th, day two, they arrive at Surratt's Tavern. Like, this is in the morning hours of that day. They get to Surratt's Tavern, which is a name we'll, that'll come up later, um, uh, where they pick up binoculars, guns, ammunition, and whiskey. And then they get to day- Dr. Samuel Mudd's house around 4 a.m. Um, and he fixes the leg well he doesn't fix it but he gives him like a brace and he makes crutches for for uh, him to go on he
0: probably said it that's probably what he did he said it put it in the brace he goes you gotta be careful but think about it if you break your leg the first couple of days they're
1: always like don't do a lot and he was definitely doing a lot <laughs> he was doing he, a very he much. was doing a lot yeah. Also, Samuel Mudd is uh p- was part of the conspiracy to kidnap Lincoln a couple weeks prior. So that'll come up later too. I keep alluding to this later, but it'll eventually get there. Um Sunday, April 16th, this is day three. They spend the next few days like hiding in pine thickets. And they were helped by this guy named Thomas Jones, who w- yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was very cold. It sounds not very nice. Okay, what I was saying exactly, because Courtney was like hiding behind her hands. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I was, was like, exactly. But <laughs> oh, then I forgot people can't see. He-
0: they were like the hobbits in the first Lord of the Rings movie where they're hiding from the riders. Oh, I can't remember. The Nazgul. Yeah. And they're hiding behind the thing, chilling down there. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that was them. And they had like a coded, um, a three whistle. It was a three note whistle. And so they would always recognize this person when they were coming. And I was sitting in my bed, like reading this. And I was like, (laughs) I was just whistling and my cats were freaking out.
0: (laughs) How nerdy can we make this?
1: So they leave the pine thickets. They're there for a real fairly long time. They leave the Pine Thickets uh, around April 20th. Um, they're going to go on the Potomac River. They want to go south. Somewhat obviously, they're trying to go south towards the Confederates um, that where they think that they will get uh, support. And P.S. at the time, people in the Confederacy were excited by this. Like people were writing in their diaries like thank God Abraham Lincoln has been murdered, you know. Even people in the Union at the time because Lincoln was such a controversial controversial figure they were like oh well this happened <laughs> i mean that sucks <laughs> it sucks but also this guy was not the most liked person while he was alive yeah. so Um, unfortunately, though, they're trying to go south, they end up going north, which confuses me, because don't, I don't know, I don't know how they could get that mixed up. But they're traveling a lot at night. And although Mm. one of Booth's few objects that he had on hand was a compass, like they were going north, they went in the wrong direction. Then they were like, oops, we're still in Maryland, we're not even... Virginia because the Potomac crosses like divides Maryland yeah. and Virginia and they're like, whoops, we're still in Maryland and so then they go to uh, the next day they go south. And they kick a former, a freed man. Um, what's his name? Lucas. Uh,
0: this seems like the Oregon Trail, like or like the Donner Party, and like we're supposed to go this way, yeah. and then they're just like, no.
1: sweet. this was like the worst short cut ever." Um,
0: so <laughs> the worst escape plan ever. Yeah,
1: it's not it's not the greatest escape plan. Also, by this time, because now we're around day nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Booth is like sho- in shock that. Everyone is not happy about this because he thought that he would be seen as a hero. But mm-hmm. he's like, oh, uh, I didn't realize this would be a problem for people. Um, also, he's <laughs> offended that his the reward was like he people would get 50,000 if they help catch him. And then 25 for Harold, I think it was and 25 for maybe it was John Surratt. But he was offended because he thought it was 100,000. And he was like, that's not enough for me, right? Even though like, <laughs> he was oh even God. worse.
0: He pulled a Julius Caesar who like got mad because pirates didn't put his ransom high enough. He's like, no, I'm worth more. I'm worth more. I'm worth more. But he,
1: uh, the on. amount that he was offended over was like twice as much as he was actually worth, um, <laughs> according to the Union Army, which I think is interesting. So they end up, they, they kick a former slave, a freedman, out of his home and they spend the night in his place then they make their way to the garrett farm and this is like their last stop the first night that they're there booth is very charming and he plays with the kids and everything and and it's not an issue at all i think that they recognize they they were suspicious of him but he had this whole drawn out story of how he got injured as he was like a confederate soldier and he got they're going under the alias boyd him and david (coughs) harold are going as like the Boyd brothers. So he's John Boyd and David Harold is like Billy Boyd. I don't know. <laughs> that last bit I was mean, made up. But
0: it's good to go like with Something that's, like, your first initial, like, because that way you'll remember it better. Yeah. At least from what I've read on how to change your identity and, like, how to build an
1: alias. Because <laughs> you've been doing a curious. lot of, like, research on this.
0: <laughs> I don't have a reason to change my identity.
1: It's <laughs> good. Keyword. Good information to have on hand, you know.
0: I, I mean, it's always good information to have. You never know when you need
1: it. <laughs> he, at, okay, the day, day 12, okay, He goes, um, he pulls an OJ. So the Garretts are like, I can't believe this happened. And the killer must be like this crazy person. The killer must have been um, sent by the Confederate army. And he's like, oh, you think that? He was like, well, I think the killer probably did this and was like this. And he has this whole story. Um, He gives and it just reminded me of like OJ's book, uh, If I Did It, you know. So
0: it's like, hey. Do you want to see how it was done?
1: The, let, me let me tell you. Let me tell you exactly. The guy was very heroic. I imagine him to be very heroic. I imagine him to be very handsome.
0: <laughs> A believer in the South that the South will rise again and be avenged. He, he may have been an attractive actor. I don't know. I don't, know.
1: I I don't know. Might have been very, you know, famous and handsome and well-liked.
0: he he probably put this together on a day's notice, which is really impressive when you think about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you think about it, and everybody's like, okay, this is awkward now. <laughs>
0: They're all just, like, looking into their drinks, like...
1: It was just a comment. what's up with your friends? It was just a comment, and now we've been here for 90 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he reenacted it, too, which was really odd.
1: It probably happened... He's a
0: pretty good actor, Exactly like this. that guy, you
1: know, that guy... Who is it? John Willis Booth! Reminds me of that guy! (laughs) So, he's telling them all these stories, uh... There's two Garrett brothers. He tells the one brother one day and the next day the other brother comes up and is like, hey, how did you get injured? And he's he, he tells them the story again, but embellishes even more. And the guy's like, actually, that's weird because I actually know that regiment that you're talking about. And like <laughs> the guy in charge... That person doesn't exist. And so then Booth is like, oh, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) You know, probably I just got confused. So April 26th is when they is the morning where uh, the cavalry finally catches up to them because Garrett is like, I think that these people are very fishy. They he says, you can't stay in our house anymore. Um, but you can stay in the d- tobacco barn. And uh, so they go and they stay there, but they're afraid that, like, they'll take their horses, that they'll steal their horses. So they lock them in the barn. They can't get out. Um, 2.30 that morning, the cavalry comes and surrounds them. And f- for reasons that I don't really fully understand, they don't like Bargin. They don't, like, they're there for hours talking to him through the door. And... Eventually, this guy called Boston Corbett goes around and shoots Booth in the back of the head, saying that, oh, this is uh, God's will. He was not supposed to be killed. He was supposed to be taken back to the government so that he could be questioned. Like, was this a a Confederate plan, you know, etc.? But this guy, Boston Corbett, says, probably I'm just going to kill this guy. And then he did. And then, but Booth didn't die immediately. He, it sounded terrible. Um, He's just kind of like trying to breathe.
0: Yeah, no, death in that situation, they always say like your breath gets ragged. And depending on where he got shot in the brain, different things shut down because, you know, they do different things. I wonder if he wasn't kind of sympathetic for, think about if he goes back, Booth was in for probably torture, not a great time and all that. So he might just be kind of sympathetic, like, hey, you kind of did, like, even though you assassinated Lincoln, you did like the two tap and go. So, or maybe he wanted the money.
1: Maybe. I mean, they, they, the whole company ended up splitting the reward money and like Corbett there's pictures of him on um, that I saw. He wasn't supposed to kill this guy. And he just said, it was, God told me to do this. He, he said, at some point in time, he was like, oh, I thought that um, Booth was going to shoot us. Even though they had been talking for hours and Booth hadn't shot them at all. Um,
0: oh, that would explain why they were talking to him. Because think about it. If you barge in there and they have guns, there's going to be a shootout. It's, barns are big, but I can't remember how big this barn is. And so that could have been potentially really dangerous. Yeah, i thought they had set fire to the barn
1: they did they they put fire they they put the barn on fire but that's not how he died he died because corbett decided to shoot him in the head yeah so
0: and like think if you did that and there's a bunch of ammo in it they always talk about these houses where there's a bunch of ammo and it starts going off because it's heat induced and gunpowder oh yeah
1: yeah so it's probably and then
0: yeah then you have bullets flying everywhere which is also not great
1: not good so April twenty sixth, Abraham Lincoln's murderer probably died? Question mark. So I just, dun, 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 dun. I went through like a super fast um, rundown of his escape. I would recommend if you're interested in hearing more about his escape and how people were like general public sentiment and the response to all this. I would recommend James L. Swanson's Manhunt, which is so good i listened to it twice now and uh it's it's riveting you just it's highly recommended very detailed as well but now i thought that we would kind of talk about the conspiracy theories so the first one that i wanted to talk about was that the assassination was a confederate plot so that he the idea that he was sent by jefferson davis Um, possibly Judah Benjamin, who was the Secretary of State for the Confederacy. I don't think that this is the most likely thing ever because there's no evidence of this. And um, Booth, while he was part of a Confederate-approved plan to kidnap Lincoln, there was no... Like, there's no paperwork saying that he should kill him. And after the... what One of the things that I read after they surrendered on um, April 9th, it, he, w- there wouldn't have been enough time for the message to get to Booth to kill him. Yeah. So I don't think that's, like, a legit thing. But I don't know.
0: It, it could... I mean, if anything, it would have been, like, a locally
1: approved... Yeah, it would have been a locally well, okay, approved idea. thing. So that gets you know the to way. theories two and three, which mm-hmm. Edward Stanton, did he so he would have been the secretary of war um at the time and so people think maybe he had something to do with this as like a as part of like some anti-lincoln thing other people will say again there's not like that much evidence for this the people who think that he might have had a hand in it is because they think this because like you just said it had to if it was sanctioned by someone, it would have been local. Again, Lincoln like wasn't the most well loved person ever. Also, possibly Boston Corbett killed Booth so that Booth wouldn't go back and say someone from the Union government told me to do this. Because mm-hmm. why? Why did he? Why did that one guy decide to take it on himself to kill this guy? I don't think that. I think that that's not the best conspiracy theory.
0: It's, it's not the best, and there would be documentation of it. Yeah. And someone would know, like they would have seen him coming in and all of that. and uh-huh. Or at least an inter- intermediary would have done it. I believe Stan was Secretary of War throughout the pretty much the entire war, if I remember correctly. I think correctly.
1: so. I mean, the war only lasted four years. Mm-hmm. The third conspiracy theory that I wanted to bring up was that Booth survived. That he wasn't actually killed.
0: There's a whole history channel thing about this. Yeah.
1: Apparently, they, <laughs> the FBI researched this as late as, like, the 1970s. Like, is this accurate?
0: Let's not lie. Hoover was probably all about this shit. <laughs> he was a big fan of conspiracy theories and shit like that. Hoover probably ate it up. He's like, what? He could possibly be alive. Let's get on that. <laughs> some lone guy in his office just like, God
1: damn, again? I have to research Hoover, I don't
0: this. I told you there's
1: nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they like um, got boots and they were trying to figure out like, are these booths boots, boots, et cetera. Okay. Uh, and why people think that is because like, um, I think it was like the 1870s. Some guy ran into this guy and I think it was Texas. And he said, oh, I'm John Wilkes Booth and had this whole thing. My question is, why didn't he make his way to Mexico like his plan was? Like him and Harold were on their way to Mexico. They wanted to get to Mexico. Um, So why was he in Texas? Maybe because he thought, well, everybody thinks I'm dead now. I don't know. Regardless, I don't think that's the most likely thing. If any of these conspiracies are true, I personally would say it's the one that Andrew Johnson had some kind of role in this. So again, Andrew Johnson was um, Abraham Lincoln's vice president. They did not get along. Johnson was VP, so he would be in position to become the president. He was a Southern sympathizer. So people who um, were in the Union government but didn't totally love Abraham Lincoln thought that maybe Andrew Johnson would be the better person to put the country back together because he would have been a Union representative, but also be mindful of southern um priorities or whatever we know that didn't work out well for him (laughs) he got impeached he got impeached um the other thing that people will reference is the note that booth left for him at his hotel the day that all of this went down and they were they would you know like why why did that happen what's that about etc also for me i mean again i'm not like saying that this is what happened but mary todd lincoln Mm -hmm. was convinced that andrew johnson did it or had some kind of hand in it so
0: she had a whole lot of issues
1: she (laughs) i was talking to daniel and i was like she was basically the marianne williamson of the time like she was kind of loopy people didn't like her a lot yeah
0: oh yeah um johnson was the first president to be impeached yes and so if uh People don't realize if you're impeached, there's another step that they have to take to from office, and he wasn't removed from office. Correct. He was just
1: impeached. Same with Clinton. Clinton was impeached, but was not removed from office.
0: You have to be pretty bad to actually get from
1: office. I don't think... No one has been removed from mm-hmm. office. I mean, because... Nixon would have probably been removed, but he resigned before that could happen. Um, yeah,
0: there's been a couple other cases where I think for medical reasons they kind of would have removed the president, but it was all hush hush. There's a president whose um, like girlfriend or like daughter was like run, helping run the government for a while. Oh really? Yeah, I cannot remember for the life of. It might have been Harding. I'm not sure, but I can't remember Harding. Who it was exactly.
1: I remember he's he has like some raunchy love letters. Warren G. Harding. I...
0: He's an Ohio, man. <laughs> I been to his house. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in southern
1: Ohio. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, the only other thing that I thought was interesting enough to mention in this episode was that Mary Surratt, not John Surratt, whose name mm-hmm. has come up like a couple times in this. Mary Surratt was charged as part of the conspiracy and was hanged as the first female that the government killed for her role in the conspiracy, which was basically owning the tavern that uh, they all met at and had these meetings at.
0: Oh, yeah. No, Mary Surratt, I knew that she was the first woman executed and it was a big deal because I think they debated about it for a really long time. Like, should they actually do it or not? Well,
1: What's interesting too is that they were not tried by um, like a public jury. It was a mi- military tribunal. Yeah,
0: so, so you get, was it martial? Court martial? Yeah, yeah. Yes instead of a civilian court. Yes,
1: yes. But they weren't at war and so later, less than like two years later when they finally got John Surratt there, he was Mm -hmm. tried by a civilian court and they let him go. But they killed his mom. Basically, in my opinion, because they were so angry that their president was just killed that they killed the lady as well. You know, her only crime really that I could discern anyway um, is that she owned the place where all of these people met. And also she dropped off binoculars at the tavern like the night of or the day before or Mm -hmm. something. But other than that, it's like, why did not why didn't the guy who set his leg and built booth crutches why didn't he get killed you know he he let him stay there when he knew that booth had done this but he got life in prison and was later um pardoned by johnson
0: i wonder if there's more information about what she did or did not know or
1: like maybe i mean it seemed like they had the the court was not Clean like the arguments against her and the arguments in her defense were not the best arguments the arguments against her like one of the things that they said is because uh the the hottie that we saw from the picture <laughs> she said he he came in um the union army they were all there the trying to figure out what the what the hell is happening right and he he comes in and he's like whoops just kidding i did not not supposed to be here bye and they were like hold on who are you and he's like oh um mary Surratt hired me to like dig a hole for her or something like this and so then they were like oh mary come over here do you recognize this guy and she was like i don't recognize that man at all and so that was one of the things that like helped convict her of being part of this conspiracy is that they just contradicted each other like live the defense says while it was dark and she has poor eyesight that's been documented. And he was also in disguise. So, like, it's not beyond... It could... It's possible, you know, that she didn't yeah. recognize him. The other thing... I can't remember the other thing. That's it. <laughs> there was another problematic um, thing that the prosecution relied upon, but I can't recall. Like, they, there was one guy who said... Oh, I'm sorry, I won't even go into it. Never mind. But there, was, there should have been corroborating evidence that didn't exist for the second okay. thing. And so why was she killed? No one really knows. Um, It was probably
0: she just got swept up in the conspiracy and they're like, well, she must have knew. She must
1: have known. It's the thing of it is for me is like, why was she killed? And not John Surratt, who was a known... Confederate agent, and not Doctor Mud, who clearly and obviously helped yeah. him. Like post murder, doesn't make yeah. sense. But that's my story. Yeah, it
0: seems like it was just like capable attorneys not doing great jobs on the case. Yeah.
1: Also, it was problematic that it was like a military tribunal when it wasn't when we weren't at war. um And her lawyers, the like the night slash morning before she was executed, had gotten a stay on her execution. Which was like not upheld, or somehow like Johnson had some kind of direct role in making sure she was murdered, or well executed by the state.
0: Um, Oh, General John Hancock and the U.S. Attorney General James Speed personally appeared in court to inform the jaw that it was canceled because. Johnson canceled it at 11.30. So they yeah. got 3am, he canceled at 11.30 in the morning. Yeah,
1: like there was a brief period of time where they thought she was at least going to get a retrial, but then mm-hmm. later, like hours later that day, she was executed.
0: Yeah, that's that just seems like there's a lot of fishy things, like why immediately have her executed, like, why cancel the writ? Like, at least let her have have another trial, unless she knew something.
1: Unless she knew something. I mean, that's what they said at the time. Still, I think it's weird that, like, the sun could just go off and be fine. And He had clearly... He had gone to Canada, and then he was Mm -hmm. in England, and then they caught him at the Vatican. Oh! (laughs) And then, like, yeah, and that's why some people like conspiracy people think that the um Vatican had some kind of role in Lincoln's uh Ooh. assassination. <laughs> and I was like How? that seems even further than the truth than the other ones. I don't know. That seems random.
0: They're they're Charlie Day in his room of red string just being like, "Guys, I got it." <laughs> and you're like, "Charlie, when have you left this room?"
1: <laughs> you <like> know. <laughs>
0: oh my god that was great do you have anything you want to plug
1: um you know there's this great podcast called the cult of domesticity <laughs> you can reach on... on it. <laughs> you can hear that on well whatever <laughs> podcast player you're listening to this one on i um i had a podcast called 33 Percent pulp it's still you can still listen to it we read books um in thirds it was super fun courtney was on a couple times um you can check that out otherwise i'm waiting for my next project to happen yeah
0: well thank you for coming on again
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This was this was fun. We I haven't gone into a good conspiracy theory lately.
1: It was super interesting to research, and I'll send you all the links um that I have. And I would really I really very much I really recommend Manhunt by James Swanson. It's it's just a it's like a page turner, and yet it happened like in the eighteen hundreds. And you would think, How is this a page turner? But he made it such recommended.
0: And next week I'll be back with Lindsay to talk about a murder another
1: murder, another
0: murder. <laughs> Yay. bye bye hey slackers i'm matt and i'm jesse we host american slacker the show that keeps you updated on all of the weirdest news around the globe along with what's going on in the world of xbox music and movie suggestions and fun interactive games Every other week, we bring on interesting guests from all walks of life—from filmmakers to musicians, funeral directors to small business owners, and even
1: Jeff Goldblum. What? No, we never got Goldblum, man. Oh, man can dream, can't he? American Soccer Podcast. New episodes every Wednesday.
0: Available on Spotify, iTunes, and all of your smart devices, or anywhere else you know you might happen to cop a podcast. They're downloading MP3s, not buying an eighth. I'm shutting this shit down.
1: That's it,
0: there you go. from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices the difficulties that friends may experience it's time to embrace friendships because without our friends who would we be so check out best forever's on itunes stitcher and all the other podcasting listening venues and be sure to follow best forever's pod on instagram facebook and twitter Of Domesticity. We're available on all podcatchers. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to help spread the word, or just force other people to listen to it. Our Facebook and Twitter are at Domestic Podcasts, and our Instagram is at The Cult of Domesticity. We also have podcast merch at Threadless. Uh, as well if you want to support us financially or show some appreciation we have a paypal tip jar and a patreon which has some pretty great perks any topic suggestions feel free to email us at domesticpodcasts at gmail.com. remember to stay domestic and cult free